0: Welcome back to another episode of leadershipping. This is what we call a bonus episode. We're gonna occasionally mix these in. There'll be shorter episodes with colleagues of mine here at Sifted. Typically, when there is a big kind of news in the industry, whether it's in parcel or with Amazon, uh, we're gonna hold these. This episode is really gonna be focused on the GRIs, which have been announced from each carrier. And Joining me on today's episode is Sifted's VP of Data Insights, Kevin Miller. Kevin, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing, Caleb? I'm I'm doing awesome and I am we've got a lot to talk about. Yes. Both <laughs> Yeah, FedEx and UPS have kind of given their blueprints for uh the GRI as well as some peak season or demand charges is what they're calling it, but before we dive into it, I think it's really important that Listeners get a good understanding of who you are. And I'll give a brief introduction, but I would love for you to fill in any gaps that might not yeah. be there. Yeah, absolutely. In short, Sifted's very lucky to have Kevin. I don't think you'll, you'll say that, you're too humble of a guy, but Sifted really is lucky to have you, Kevin. I think um, as your role of uh, Vice President of Data Insight, with Sifted being a data company, I think it's one of the most important roles that we have at Sifted, and you fill it extremely well, Kevin. You started helping shippers um, win competitive advantages through kind of going uh, through that data um, and helping shippers identify what's found in their parcel invoice data and how they can, you know, weaponize that in uh, going into RFPs with FedEx and UPS or, you know, correct some self-inflicted pain that they might be making uh, in their own organization probably through operational changes, but before sifted, uh, you were pretty pivotal at creating an audit program with uh JCPenney, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I, I used to work in their accounting office actually and uh,
1: developed a program to monitor and basically, you know, weaponize their their data that they were getting from store managers and things using credit cards that there was just no control over. So we developed a really good system in place to just create some accountability and provide that visibility back to leadership. Uh,
0: it sounds oddly similar. <laughs> it it is. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we do at Sifted, and talk about good experiences. We had a great experience speaking together at Parcel Forum in Absolutely. Nashville. I, yeah, that was just a couple weeks ago. Wasn't that awesome? That was awesome. Yeah, it was great to see the that you know a lot of our shippers are
1: their wheels are turning. You know, on hey. Yeah. The the landscape is changing. What do I need to do? This is territory for a lot of us in the parcel world where, you know, UPS and FedEx aren't the only options. So talking about that diversity, what its challenges are and why people should be considering it now versus, you know, more than ever
0: before was really important and and fun to, to discuss with people. I think so many shippers are kind of fed up with the, you know, duopoly that acts like a monopoly. Yeah where they know single sourcing all of their business into one carrier is probably not the best approach. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of that has come from, uh, you know, pain that shippers have gone through, through, you know, COVID and it being a carrier's market for so long, um, all, all the way down to, you know, the UPS labor strike situation that gave shippers a lot of heartburn. Yeah. But one that I think jumps out at me that we're going to talk about today, really based around that general rate increase that happens every year, it feels like the carriers have gotten more aggressive um, yeah. doing that. I mean, they've come down. I've heard that from shippers like, oh, it's not as bad as it was yash- last year. Uh, are you kidding me? Last year was the most, um, the highest increase we have ever seen from FedEx and from UPS. So, yes, it's not as bad as that. But 5.9% has is, is been the uh, talked about average rate increase uh, that shippers are gonna take for this next year. My first question around that, you know, is really based on uh, on our data. How high of an increase can some shippers expect to see? Because we know that 5.9 is is really, that's just the average. Yeah, it is. And it's an average given by
1: the carriers uh, o- across all of their different services. It's, uh, it's interesting whenever they release that number, because we know very few people will get something as low as their announced generate increase percentage that they get. Yeah. Um, and again, that percentage is only based on like the rate costs. It, it doesn't account for accessorial fees. It doesn't account for really zones, um, yeah. or based things. So if in a perfect world, if you are a, a ground shipper shipping lightweight packages, then yeah, 5.9% would be accurate. But we know that's not the case. For, for the vast majority of shippers, there's a lot of variety. There are different zones. There are different accessorial charges that impact every single business. and And it really does heavily impact them overall. And it happens every single year. That's that's what I think is, is the craziest part is a lot of times our budgets and uh, a lot of us are not passing that cost onto our customers. So every year we're eating more and more of our margin on our products um, with these general rate increases from the carriers.
0: Yeah, there's two kind of misconceptions I hear of often when I talk to shippers. And we're, we're talking to, to shippers every day, sometimes really very large enterprise, big time shippers. And I'll hear... Uh, I'm not worried about the GRI because they have a rate cap. Yeah, a, a rate cap's thrown around quite often, and it gives shippers a false sense of identity, like a false sense of like hope that like, um, hey, m- m- my rates are are, are going to go up no more than whatever that rate cap is. And they associate, you know, that identity to it. They associate that that comfort level, level to it. Tell me a little bit about why the accessorial portion of it is so important. Because I think that's a a huge area of, of uh, misconception that I hear. Yeah. So, I mean, even with rate caps, you have to be a pretty large shipper to even be considered
1: for a rate cap and rate caps do not apply to accessorial fees. And we know that, you know, the the majority of shippers with our data, uh, they generally have, you know, their shipping costs are about 25 to to 30% of their overall charges are those accessorial fees. So. As we go year over year over year, they're getting the full increase of these accessorial fees and it's, uh, it's much bigger than their cap. And I think that's a kind of like this hidden secret Yeah, carriers try to bury it, you know, like, Oh, look how amazing this is. You're getting this, this cap, but really there's still so many more moving parts to a general rate increase that, that can really, you know, come back to, to bite you if you're not aware of them.
0: Yeah, I think the carriers are are banking on the fact that shippers aren't sophisticated enough to figure that out. Yes. And it it is hard. Like, it's a giant math problem to solve. To go through it, look at your historical data, uh, basically your old shipments, identify which of those old shipments fall in which categories with what accessorial fees. Yeah. And then apply it based upon the go forward to say old versus new. What does it look like? so kevin i know that there's some uh specific increases Mm -hmm. that fedex and ups have announced Mm -hmm. um what are some of those increases if i'm a shipper what can i expect to pay more for going into 2024 you know that's a great question because when they release that generate increase
1: percentage it's a overall percentage right so depending on how you ship it will maybe impact you more or less than than what you might be expecting so from the FedEx 2024 general rate increase that we've an- analyzed, we did find that express shipments are actually the ones that are hit the most with the mm-hmm. increase. So when they're saying 5.9, we're actually seeing that it's closer to like 6.7% for express wow. services, uh, where today I think got hit the hardest at about 7.9% if you go higher on the zone, which many of us do, you know, if we're mm-hmm. a zone two or zone three shipper, it's right around that 5.9. But if you're a zone 5678 shipper, it's hitting you 7.9%. So it wow. jumped pretty significantly because it's a lot more complex for the carriers to ship that package across the nation. So we're seeing that, you know, FedEx and UPS both they're they're starting to pass the costs on to the shippers for these really difficult logistical problems that they have. So you know express services is one of them but even ground services um you can you can see a vast difference in the gri increase for specific behaviors so if i'm looking for really lightweight packages that are not going very far it's yeah. fine you know and sometimes it's even less sometimes it's 5.4 you know yeah like, yay i have that but but the second you pass that 30 to 40 pound mark and you're even zone three or four you're jumping back into the 6.7, 6.8% increase type realm. And those packages are more expensive. So the 6.7, 6.8 adds up really fast. And and it's interesting to see that they are continually hammering the the higher weight packages for the weird dimensional
0: packages. Uh, They don't want to ship those. And so they're starting to continually increase those prices for those shipments. You know, that's really interesting you say that because oftentimes we get questions from clients that say, hey, you know, wh- what are you seeing? What direction uh, do you think FedEx is heading into or UPS is heading into? Um, and I think you can see a lot of what type of business FedEx, in-, in particular, based on this analysis, what type of business does FedEx want moving forward? Like yeah. what what w- from the overcharging you know themes that you're seeing? um, what what direction are, are are they heading into and what type of business do they do they really want what's candy to them yeah so I, I mean
1: i can only speak based on what the data shows and so it is a little difficult to to say exactly what their plan is but if i were to look based on their pricing over the last couple of years they want the lighter weight packages they're they're trying to get into the e com world where you've got these smaller packages that are lighter weight um and they're just easy to to package into a truck there's not a lot of variability and you can send them out um and what's interesting is that that we've seen a a larger increase over time be put on the express services so even the express world where you're getting the overnights the two days Mm. those those are shipments they're starting to not want um could be with recent discussions i know they had uh some some conversations they need to have with their pilots over over different issues and um it's just interesting that the express is getting hit pretty hard but international is not international is pretty consistent right around the gri percentage uh so i don't know if they're trying to get into the international world and not so much in the express side of things but yeah anything that's that's uh heavy going far with express or um or with ground, uh, they don't want.
0: Yeah, I think the um, the zone based pricing is really interesting. Yeah, uh, because it it adds such a layer of complexity for somebody to try to figure that out. Yep. And then the second part is is it it's really showing in you know in my opinion as you mentioned that FedEx is wanting to get away from what they consider to be ugly freight less desirable freight right they want the freight that stays within a certain geographical territory for them it is easier from point a to point b to deliver to and it doesn't take up a substantial amount of room in the truck or the airplane
1: yeah so and what thing, yeah it's interesting to see that even the surcharges. so not only is the freight going up by an additional percentage the surcharges are, are usually around eight percent but the heavier like additional handling or oversized they're almost 20 percent so it's a significant jump in those fees and 20 percent every year those fees aren't cheap anyway yeah Uh, they're really trying to dissuade people from using
0: that you know it's funny i saw a a stat that went through um oversized fees um in uh the, the last not just comparing year over year but when you look at it over the last three to four years so what what was my pricing like three years ago what does it look like today and you look at some of those oversized fees some of those oversized fees have gone up 200 400 and i know Overmax has gone up over 1500 percent yeah it's insane it's, so, it's crazy yeah yeah the carriers are telling a story and they're coming back and saying hey we, we it's not that we want this business we'll gladly take this business we're just gonna we're gonna charge you through you know uh a crazy amount to take it. Yeah. So I think there's there's some interesting things there. And I know FedEx has announced their full uh, GRI. UPS has kind of given a high level. They've announced that it's 5.9%. So they're going to match FedEx. But unlike FedEx, they haven't been really given a date for the full release. Um, what are you expecting from them?
1: Yeah. So the first thing that uh, I thought was interesting is that. You know they they kind of have to match fedex right they if they don't then they're going to lose a lot of um shippers and with the pending strikes and everything else shippers were already kind of spooked by ups and what could happen so they are going to what what i would probably estimate and expect is that they're going to do something very similar to fedex like again they're going to announce 5.9 but they've got to recoup some of those costs somewhere and they're going to start doing the same thing that fedex is doing with those heavy packages, the farther zones. I would also anticipate something uh, to happen with the express services. Um, but I don't think they want as much international volume as FedEx is getting. So I would probably even estimate that international gets a heavier hit with UPS than it does with FedEx. Hmm. But I think most importantly is those, those heavyweight, high dimension fees are going to get hit at least 20%, if not more with UPS too. I think they are going to do something very similar and they're going to try and reintroduce other ways to make more money whether that's an extended demand season uh maybe they even introduce another complexity outside of zone based pricing Uh, maybe they add weight based processing too but but they've got to find a way to 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 make more money off of these ship shipments and uh i fully anticipate seeing something very similar with ups and their general rate increase just because they
0: kind of have to to stay competitive you know, and I, I, think they have a bill that they have to pay, and that is thirty billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> to end that Teamster strike, potential strike that uh, everybody had some heartburn over um, this last summer, uh, and I think they're they're looking to obviously hit uh, some of these areas hard uh, for uh, recouping or recovering. F- for that massive bill that they've got to pay. So it's it's kind of interesting that it, it almost feels like UPS has kind of been caught off guard a little bit. Yes. Um, and have quickly just said, well, we're, we're just gonna match 5.9% um, like FedExes, yeah, without giving all of the full details behind the scenes. Cause I, I honestly think it took them a little bit by surprise. I, I would agree with that. I think that's why they made that
1: announcement so early right after FedEx is because nobody expected them to go that low. Uh, after the negotiations completed with teamsters. Yeah. Uh, And that's probably why we won't see the details for, for a little while because they have to go recalculate and figure out how to, to still make up some of that cost.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, there's so many moving pieces and I know, you know, we're we're kind of just at the start of both peak season uh, and have got, basically the land for the GRI but what would be your final advice to give to shippers to prepare for these increases yeah so the first thing is talk with your carrier rep you know they are your
1: allies in this and I know it doesn't feel that way especially over the last few years but they want to win as much as you do and so if you can create a win-win scenario for you and the carrier they will work with you they will help you and and in order to do that you need to know what your real impact is so you can have educated conversations with your carrier rep you know choosing a partner like to that we can give you those details on what specifically is going to impact you as as a shipper is really really important you know they announced 5.9 the average we've seen is closer to seven to percent yeah uh, with the accessorials and everything and um knowing that you can go back and talk with your carrier rep and say hey You know i am a really big like i have a lot of dangerous goods and and this is going up 20 percent this year what can i do like i can't change my business model but what can i what can i work on with you guys to to maybe reduce my cost somewhere else like is there something that you guys can see on top of the data that i'm seeing um so that's my my first piece of advice because i know that you know switching carriers or carrier diversification that's a much longer term strategy but my first step is talk with your carrier up and understand your data and then that second step would be start seriously considering some other carriers for diversification because we have a lot of great options coming in 2024 for people. You know, USPS has finally launched their Ground Advantage program where they will come pick up your packages for the first time. It's it's
0: uh, very cool to see that. And they didn't even introduce uh, peak charges. Yeah, zero zero peak season charges, which is mind blowing. Yeah. Right. They, I think they're, like, they are hungry. They want the volumes. Exactly um, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, with Amazon coming on board, we've seen very few uh, of those agreements come through, but right now they are actually being pretty competitive with he- heavier weight packaging. They're not, uh, like every, like, if you look at just the general rates, they look pretty similar to UPS and FedEx. But when you start to talk with their, their reps, they don't mind having heavier packages they don't penalize you as much for having that so they could be a great option for additional um volumes um so understanding long term what your business is doing where you're going and which carrier makes the most sense i think is going to be more vital than ever for 2024 and knowing what you should do for your your
0: long-term strategy i I couldn't agree more i think you know my my piece of advice uh, for shippers, and again, it's Sifted, we talk to shippers every single day about <laughs> navigating this world. We are experts in this. Um, my number one advice is understand your parcel data. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Kevin, you know the power of that better than I think anybody else. Once you have a good lay of the land from a data perspective, then you, you know what's broken and you know what to fix. The second portion is is... When ask yourself, when was the last time you negotiated? Yeah. If it is, if it wasn't a full RFP, when was the last time you really attacked a heavy um, portion of your agreement through an addendum? Yeah. Because if it's been more than a year, uh, do not get caught up in the world of, you know, well, last year it was only six point nine percent on average. This year it's only five point nine percent on average. Yeah, but look at it from the time frame you last negotiated till now, mm-hmm. and what has been that increase? Because over, if it's been two years, sometimes I talk to shippers. and It's like ah, we negotiated, you know, in 2017. What <laughs> uh, the uh, percentage increase that just additional handling fee alone has taken in the last three years um, is substantial and the analogy of the frog in the pot with the boiling water right if you drop that frog in and the water's boiling it's going to jump right out but the carriers kind of bank on the fact that they think most shippers if they just slowly start to ratchet up that pricing the shippers become more and more accustomed to that temperature and more and more comfortable at that level before they know it water's boiling i think uh, and my advice to shippers is don't be that, that frog in the pot or yeah, understand. And, you know, even with the data, the carriers are,
1: are intentionally making it more complicated by introducing new fee, uh, rules like zone based fees, or, you know, even changing names of fees. They're, they're trying to make it difficult so that historically what you've used and, and everything, uh, may not map the same way the next year. So. You know, working with somebody who lives in that data day in and day out and, and you're not using Excel because Excel can't handle the amount of data that you need to, do, to use for these different types of analyses to know what's best for your business. So, you know, working with a partner to even know what's happening, uh, I think that's a, a vital part that a lot of people miss. Um, if you don't know what's happening, there's no way you can move forward and, and fix it. Uh, so, you know, I agree with you. The data is is very, very important. It's key in understanding where you need to go in the future.
0: I love it. I, I always have a good time talking with you, Kevin. I think yeah, I your insight and your, your knowledge um, of both the data portion, coupled with your knowledge on the parcel side is a powerful combination. So thank you and I hope you know our listeners have, uh, I know that they've got some value from this conversation. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You can find more uh, leadershiping on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other podcast pr- uh, platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Do me a favor, leave us a rating and a review if you've liked what you heard. We kind of really need feedback in order to be able to identify, you know, ways that we can improve or keep going down the path we're going down. If you've got value from this episode or other episodes, let us know. We would love it. On a future episode we have uh, coming up, we're going to be speaking with Jessica Windham from Solving Work where we're going to be talking about parcel nightmares and how to avoid them i think that's going to be a really interesting conversation that's going to be where we're diving into pain that shippers run into on a regular basis and how to avoid that so a lot of value coming from that you can also view episodes on sifted's youtube channel and you can learn more about sifted at sifted.com thanks so much for listening have a great day